Okay, I think we're gonna go ahead and get started. Good morning, everybody. Um, welcome, and thanks so much for joining us. Oops. You wanna flip to the next slide for me, Jason? There you go. Uh, so we are going to uh, about optimize before you automate. Um, my name is Stacy Barton, and I am a professional services manager with the Raymond Corporation. My name is Jason Fiume. I'm also the uh, senior manager of the iWarehouse professional services team. We work for the Raymond Corporation. I'm John Slavic. I'm the national account sales manager with the Raymond Corporation. Can everybody hear us okay in the back? We're doing good? Okay, perfect. Thank you. All right, so again, we're really excited to have you here this morning, so thanks for joining us. Um, today, we're going to talk to you about optimizing before you automate, okay? So a little bit of, of an overview about the, the conversation today. We're going to talk technology. Excuse me. This, can I borrow yours? <laughs> Sorry. Not working? Hello? There we go. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. So like I said, today we're going to talk to you about optimizing before you automate. And as part of our discussion, we are going to talk to you about technologies and how they may require continuous improvement um, or how they do require continuous improvement. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about professional services teams and how these types of consulting resources can really help you identify inefficiencies that may exist in your, in your processes and how we can help improve upon those things using technology and data. Um, and lastly, we're going to talk about considerations when evaluating automation solutions, okay? How many of you have started to look for automation or implementing automation of some sort in your warehouse? Any hands? Excellent, so a good show, okay? So really the basis of this conversation is gonna help drive some of those thought processes of the in-between as we're working towards automation. How do we better prepare um, our organization to make sure we're successful, okay? Oh, and one thing I wanted to point up, um, you'll see this image over in the corner. Uh, and at Raymond, we call this the wheel of greatness. And one of the things you're going to notice here is, um, obviously, there's all of these technology solutions that are called out, all of these different buckets, um, where some of you may very well be looking at automated solutions or even semi-automated solutions. So as you're walking around the show floor today, you're going to see so much automation happening. Um, but these are different areas where we, we know our customers are shopping. And how do we get to that center, what we call that utopia, right? So the perfect warehouse, the most productive warehouse. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I think one of the things that we also talk about, as Stacey mentioned, not just requiring continuous optimization, but the idea that future, future technologies also enable continuous optimization. So we might address one issue, but it gives us the opportunity to do ongoing continuous improvement and process improvements to make sure that we're on the right path to automation uh, or an automated uh, assist function with some of the solutions that we're looking at. And one thing we want to know, if uh, we're going to save time for questions at the end, but we'd like this to be interactive of sorts. So um, you know, definitely, if you have a question, let us know. We will have some time at the end uh, to answer some of those. So optimize before you automate. Uh, you'll notice underneath, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. So again, today, the point of this conversation over the next 35 minutes or so is to really help guide you 
to understand uh, what are some of those things that we, we really need, those questions we need to ask ourselves as we're going through this process of shopping automation, right? So do we know baseline efficiencies in our warehouse? Do we understand how productive um, are, are we really fully utilizing the data that we have from these technology resources? So optimizing all of those things and then finding the right way to automate, right? So looking at which processes are best automated. Because overall, you want it to be successful um, and so doesn't your provider, okay? So as you're, as you're making the decisions to automate, making sure you're aware of those, those data points and those baseline efficiencies is where this conversation is going to go today. Okay, so when we're talking about those baseline, these are the areas that we need to discuss. All right, and the first one, and probably the most important one, is the one there at the Reduce and reallocate. It's getting annoying. <laughs> right. Labor is one of our biggest costs. As we stand right now, <laughs> this better? So far, this seems better. All right. So what we're looking for here is what problem are we trying to solve? And the first one, as I was mentioning, was labor. So labor, as we know, is the most expensive part of our warehousing today. And it can be up to 76% of our total cost output. So without understanding our labor, where we are today, and our baselines for that, it's very difficult for us to understand, okay, if I want to reduce labor or reallocate labor to more value add, where do I do that? What processes would make the most sense for me to do that? We're also talking about resource availability. Right, what are we currently have inside of our facility that we can use, right? Are we using trucks? Are we using conveyance systems right now? What are these different resources? Who are our people resources that we can use uh, to find our baselines? Replacing other technologies. Sometimes our facilities have older tech. There's those carts that run along wires, or maybe they're on chains. Maybe it's outdated conveyance systems, whatever it might be. But we need to know, OK, what would make the most sense to replace first? Where are we going to have the best bang for our buck when we're talking about these new automated technologies? And of course, safety. We want to understand the safest workplace. One of the ways we can do that is by reducing touches, right? We talk about having the interaction between our people and our products. If we can reduce that, safety obviously goes up. But also, we need to have the conversation about, as we bring in these new technologies, how are our people interacting with them? How, what does our culture have been changed to? How are we setting up safety mechanisms to ensure that our environments can, can work as we need them to productively, but without putting anyone in harm? John made a very good point at the outset of that is understanding the problem you're trying to solve. So when you are looking at automation, there's oftentimes you know, a CEO or a very high level person in the organization that says, we've got money, let's go automate. So our, our goal in our organization is to really make you stop and think about why you're trying to automate to make sure that you do it the right way. Because you know, what things would we be concerned about with, with a rushed plan of automation? We talk about you know, failed implementations, unattainable ROI, conversations that really could make the automation experience actually give you a bitter taste in your mouth. So we've been through several scenarios where we've had people go to an automated application that just was not the right fit for them, ended up returning trucks, unhappy with the solution, and now they're less left with the same status quo before they even went down that automation path. 
I think uh, just to reiterate too, it's important, uh, there's a misconception around how uh, some of our employees see automation as something that's going to take away their job. But it's really important to understand that there's a place for automation in your organization. And that's really, as we talk about and sort of build on this presentation, it's really what we're trying to drive home to you is understanding where that right place is. And it's not taking away the jobs, but it's repurposing and, and maybe you know, giving them a new skill set within your organization, so helping to retain those employees as well, um, because employees are still a very valuable asset within our organization. So, you know, just to reiterate that that misconception is not true um, as long as we implement in the right ways. All right, so we presented this last year, but this is kind of where our customer base is today comes to emerge. Technologies like autom automation, rather. So right now we're we got 32% that are in the planning to start implementation in the next 12 months, and hopefully those folks, when they're in this phase, they've already done the optimization that we're talking about today. The 33% is prioritizing it. They're deciding, okay, is this something we need to do? Where do we have the funds for that? How are we going to execute this inside of our facilities? 7% haven't thought about it at all, but maybe after this show they might start thinking about it. And the last 28%, they're currently implementing these digital transformations inside of their facilities. So the idea of sharing this is, you know, a year ago, this was failed automation for you. <laughs> a year ago, these folks were in that stage of planning. And now a year later, now they're probably really into that automation. And ideally, they've taken that right path, optimized the reason for the automation. Show of hands, who here has implemented an automated solution within their facility or is considering one? All right, so of those people or even of the other folks in the room, who here has and is actively using a labor management system? Okay. All right. A lot fewer hands. All right, anybody else in the room who is currently using a, a telematics solution of some kind? So part of us asking from the telematics standpoint is um, what we've seen over the last five years is telematics has become a baseline of sorts to start identifying some of those data opportunities um, that help us identify where labor management applications could happen and also where operator assist or automated um, processes could take form. So the whole idea is you can't improve what you're not measuring already. So when we look at identifying automated um, interest, we also want to understand what are you already collecting and how are you already using it to make sure that you're going on that right path. So, so telematics would be, um, so iWarehouse is one of them. Uh, several of the OEMs have various of So uh, things that provide access to um, the items so, so an operator would log in, uh, it's access control for the equipment, you can also perform checklists with it, uh, it monitors the metrics of the vehicle from both an operator vehicle perspective. Basically, think of like a Fitbit for a lift. So we're being able to track a lot of them, we're being able to understand who's operating it, what's happening while that vehicle's in use. Um, that really helps us establish a baseline for some of those items. When we talk about, you know, the status quo, that starts with your facility. So the business process is just as important to optimize as your people, your plant, and your process. 
football the joy and the turmoil of being a Buffalo Bills fan. With that comes a lot of pain, and years ago, it used to make me cringe when the head coach would say, trust the process. This year, having you know, not had to win a game, actually make it playoffs, we're seeing the slow change, thoughtful change, really guiding success. It's that whole knowledge plus action equals success conversation. So they're identifying where they're weak, where they need resources, where they need to reallocate expertise to make the team better as a whole. So customer had, and I apologize if it pops at you like that. So this customer had identified a need to automate and their initial gut reaction was, we wanna automate as much as possible within our warehouse. Um, and some of their logic behind it was what John cases because we've optimized the use of the equipment that you already have and at the same time we saw a big decrease in maintenance costs associated with keeping those trucks and running them at the expected pace that we wanted to I think the key for this is that we saw with this customer from telematics alone in 12 months of 130 Leveraging resources that they already had in place, they were able to save $130,000. Now, why important? $30,000 could use, go towards um, supplementing the cost of an automated process or a new technology that will help you get there. that came out of this conversation that we had with this customer was that yes automation was still going to work for them but not necessarily down their original path because they were able to redirect optimize what they were doing they then understood exactly which processes they needed to automate so they decided to go down the route of automated guided vehicles which we're seeing a lot today and they knew now which process were they going to automate and which solution would work best for them so in this particular customer, there was no new infrastructure that needed to be added, right? The type of system that they chose to go with didn't require any additional infrastructure, no capital expenditures in terms of changing their plant to make this system work. They had efficient route programming because they had already evaluated the way that their system had flowed through their professional services engagement. They knew exactly where they were going to put them and how it was going to impact to get the biggest bang for their investment with the least disruption to their facility. And it was self-funded, right? So now we've looked at the, uh, the optimization that we did. We found that $130,000, we continue to push on that. Those dollars grow, and now it's not trying to address a problem and say, where are we gonna get this money from? It becomes self-funded. We know that just by fixing what we have on right now, we have the money to support these new endeavors. And I think as Stacy mentioned, a lot of the conversations that you wanna have, not only with your teams, but also your providers, is yes, it's one thing to collect all this data and have it at your fingertips, but it means nothing if you don't know how to use it. So a lot of our roles from a you know, change management process improvement standpoint is how do we make that data accessible, intuitive, and most importantly, actionable. So if we can say, hey, this is what's going on, but not make recommendations on how to improve a process or how to get to the next level, 
then you're just gonna be at the status quo for a long time. So being able to understand like this customer did that, hey, we might have started off by wanting to automate our full warehouse, but understanding after leveraging our data that we can pick the right process and a revised direction to automate, we're gonna be successfully implementing automation, but we've also seen some tremendous wins on the other side of savings. We've increased safety, increased operator and truck utilization, and we've also dropped our damages that are happening in our warehouse. Wheels and tires are a constant expense within facilities, so when we've got the visibility into the damage that's causing and the money that's costing us, there's a lot of conversations that can be had about how to improve that going forward. A lot of it's behavior. We're gonna be optimizing, and even though labor is number two, I wanna stress that labor is probably one of the most important. Again, it is the highest total cost output of all times. It seems scary to try to track labor. Oh, I don't have a labor management system. I've heard they're very expensive. I heard they're very complicated. But there are systems that are out there today that are not like that. And it's worth looking into because understanding exactly what our folks are doing inside of our facility every day, where they're bringing us value and where they could bring us value, establishing a baseline that we need to understand what is this process costing us? What is our cost to serve inside of our facility? Identifying that and knowing the cost of those processes lets us know where to pinpoint. Okay, so I know that this particular process is my highest one. Why, is my, it, why might it be? Is it older equipment? Did we put brand new equipment on it? Do we have inexperienced workers there? What might be the situation that we can first correct before we start looking at adding additional technology? The top one there, optimize our fleet. Said, having some kind of data collection device, a telematic system, for example, we don't really understand exactly how the fleet is being used. You know, we have our experience over time, but what you're really doing at that is truly educated guessing. And we have found this time and time again where they're like, we need all of our trucks, I can't get rid of anything, and then we install the system, we run the data for a while, we're like, well, you have three trucks that you haven't really touched in six months. Oh, oh, well, okay, well, yeah, we can look at those. Okay, so now we start to really get down to, all right, so is it just that we want to keep them because of security, or do we really need them? Because your goal should be to run the leanest fleet that you possibly have, but then understand during peaks, for some of you who have them, where you might want to bring in rentals or some other solution. And again, with maintenance, it's, it's kind of self-explanatory. As we're getting a, a grip on our powered industrial equipment, the maintenance costs are gonna go down on that. So if we're using telematics and we're reducing those impacts, we're reducing uh, the utilization over time of those trucks that we don't need, the maintenance on those trucks, the battery costs, the wheels and tires, all of that is gonna go down as well. Then this identifying bottlenecks in design, there are products that are out there today, real-time location track, that you can actually see in real time the process flow of your facility, of all of your empowered industrial equipment, of what your people are doing, so that you can say, okay, listen, we have a lot of traffic in this area. We have a process that stops here. Here are hot spots. You can also look at it to understand where should we put certain things? Where would be the best place to put a battery charging station or a new conveyance or the break room, whatever it might be? I was just gonna say, like we we've often used kind of like the the field of dreams example as well. So you could have you know the perfect land to build a field, but without lines defined, you don't know how to play the game within that setup. So identifying the bottlenecks in design kind of plays into that. How did we initially set up the game? And I'm gonna stay on the sports analogy. 
So once we have that game set up, what's really important? You need to keep track, right? You need to have a scoreboard. You need to know where you are in the standings. And that allows us to make adjustments. Where are we behind? Did we do something that didn't allow us to operate as efficiently as we want to be? So that really gives us the opportunity to see where a change has to be made. And again, it's that continuous optimization. That might have been a good deal six months ago, a good idea six months ago, but things have changed. Our processes changed. I'm assuming that most of you have dynamic workforces, but also dynamic applications. So if your operation is going to change, you have to have the flexibility to change with it, which means you have to understand where your cost drivers are and where your opportunity to excel would be. So that's where this idea of you know, slowing down the conversation when it comes to automation might sound weird coming from somebody who's trying to sell you automated goods, but we want you to do it the right way so that you don't have pain points and waste a lot of money on a failed implementation. excuse me, and automate. Thank you. <laughs> um, so just to reiterate, we've had this conversation around really taking those steps in the middle to understand what's going on in your warehouse. And how do we do that? We use data, right? Data from some type of data collection resource. Um, there are so many different opportunities on the show floor today of implementing technologies that gather information. We need to use that information as a value add, right, in our processes. So we really want to connect everything and understand how it's going to come together. Um, optimizing, so using the data, we create these, these benchmarks, right? So we understand, here's our current state, but how we need to do better, right? What's important for us? What do we need to improve upon? Because you know, even as operations managers or you know, corporate level executives, our businesses are big and they're moving fast because our customers want that. So we really need to understand the big picture. And now, more than ever, it's so easy to do that with these types of resources, right? So using that data, fully understanding what it's telling you, what's the story? And how can we change the story to be better for us? And then, as we heard in the example, right? We had professional services come in, identify areas, where were the gaps, right? And then we automated a process that we knew would work, right? So it was the right type of automation for us. So that's really what we want to help you understand. Um, we want you to walk away with knowing what questions we need to ask, right? Um, who do I need to go to? How do I need to ask these questions? What information should I have today to know that this automated forklift or whatever automated you know, type of product we might have work successfully for us, right? So as you walk away from this room, um, really understanding what do I need to be prepared to answer first? Right? So that's very important. So, so the thing that we want you to think about uh, as you kind of like depart from here today, especially the show and this one too. <laughs> Uh, is, is the idea of, all right, you know the most about your operation, you know current state of it, you know your people. But imagine a blank slate where if you had the opportunity to install anything that can improve your processes, where would you start? So that's the kind of question that we're posing to you. What's next for you and for your organization? How have you or can you leverage something that will help you optimize people? That might be labor management. That might just be a telematics solution that can identify idle and inactive time. There are various ways for us with every one of these components to really identify where there's a chance to improve. Beyond the people, what about our process? 
Five years ago, again, that process might have been gold for you, but right now it might not be meeting your needs. So what can you do to implement something, whether it's lean management, Kaizen events, engaging your employees to let them be part of the success that can help drive some of those process improvements as well? You must plant the thing to think about what your current state is, the technology that you're using today, how you can leverage that better to get more out of it, or if it truly is time to replace that, looking at the right pieces. So we also want to understand the process of that, where that's going to fit in. And like I said before, we want to have the biggest impact to our operations in terms of output with the least impact in terms of change for our people, right? So change is hard. People get worried about that. Change management practices have to be a part of any of the products that we talk about today. And that's understanding how is the culture of our plan are we ready for this? Is it something that we can impl implement smoothly? Or are there steps that we might need to take to get us to that level of readiness? And then, of course, price. Price is something we obviously all worry about. And as we've talked about before, price is less important once we understand how we can optimize and gather dollars from what we're currently doing today by simply making changes inside of our existing facilities. So while price is always going to be hanging over us, how do we let the burden of price when it comes down to these different technologies. The, the wheel that we started off with at the very beginning, so again, as you're going through this show, you're going to see a lot of various solutions that are out there. What's the right one for you? So we intentionally in our graph have the automated vehicles at the very end because we hope you've thought about how you optimize training and onboarding. With the environment that we're in where it's hard to hold on to good staff because the warehouse across the street's offering $50, 50 cents more an hour, having retention, people who know what they're doing and ability to work on those forklifts is going to be super beneficial for you. On top of that, what systems might you already have? The telematic system. Our issues today, any, any questions, any concerns, comments, uh, feedback from the audience on you know, difficulties you're seeing or or items that you'd like to discuss?